0: We began to look at a topic entitled, My Wealthy Place. And I want you to understand that there is a wealthy place for each of you. There's a wealthy place. We, we had to deal with some questions. Because when you begin to speak along these lines, there are people that will criticize you. They'll call you all kinds of names. They'll refer to you as a prosperity preacher. I don't mind being called a prosperity preacher. I mind being called a poverty preacher. I'd rather be a prosperity preacher than a poverty preacher. Because I believe in prosperity. Say with me, I believe in prosperity. I believe believe that uh, Jesus Christ came and paid the price for us. And he brought us out of every form of bondage and darkness. And poverty is a part of that. Now I believe that God does not want anyone here living in poverty. God wants everyone here blessed. And I believe that there is a wealthy place. And you will come into it. Now in the realm of the spirit it's established. But the Bible says he that cometh to God must believe. Must believe what? Two things. Number one that God is. Number two, that God is a rewarder. I want to say two things. Number one, God is. That means God is here. That means God exists. And number two, that this God that exists is a God who rewards his people. The reward system must be taught. You hear people say, give but don't expect. That is stupidity. God does not teach that. The word of God has nothing to say about that nonsense. Yeah. Give with an expectation. Because when you give, it shall be given back to you. Amen. Good measure. I like that. Just let's stay on that one a little bit and let it, let, let it resonate. Good measure. Everyone say good measure. Good <laughs> measure. <laughs> not, no, not bad measure. God is a God that gives good measure. Amen. Now that's not enough. Because the Bible says pressed down. So God will give you good measure. But God's going to press it down. And then shaking together. And then running over. I want to say running over. Running now over. that sounds to me as prosperity. That sounds as abundance. Good measure pressed down Shaking together and running over shall men. That was a man. Shall men give back to you. Amen. Shall men give back to you. Amen. So God will cause men. To give back to you. Amen. So when you give you give with an expectation. Come on say amen. amen. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that sounds to me as prosperity above all that you can ask or think according to the power that is at work within you come on now say amen, amen. so we we have to deal with several questions because i want you to understand That there is a wealthy place and it is the will of God for you. You see, you cannot believe for it if you don't know it. My people are destroyed. Why? Because of a lack of what? Knowledge. Knowledge. I have seen an evil upon the earth. Princes are walking on foot. While beggars are riding on horses. That is an evil the Bible talks about. Are you listening to me? Why are they walking on foot because they are ignorant, they are princes. And ignorance will keep you out of the will of God. And the enemy will take advantage of your ignorance. And what has been really what has been done for the most part is all these people who are against God's word they, they, they have a channel, I mean each of them probably having a channel and then speaking against what we teach and preach. As if what we teach and preach is contrary to the word of God. No, what we teach and preach is in line with God's word. And that's why when I started looking at this subject, I said, you can bring me those that are against prosperity. You bring them from wherever and I'm going to ask them some questions and if they are honest and they would answer these questions honestly. We shall all agree that prosperity is the will of God for man. Say it with me. There is a wealthy place place. for each of us. us. Can someone say amen? Amen. Now, these are some of the questions that we had to deal with. Did God put Adam in a wealthy place or in a poor place? What is the answer? Well, the Bible tells us that God planted a garden east of Eden. And I want you to understand that the guarding of Eden was not an afterthought. God did not create the man and then said to himself, oh my God, I totally forgot to build him a place where he will live. No, the guarding of Eden was not an afterthought. The guarding of Eden was God's divine purpose for man. In actual fact, the word Eden means pleasure. So when God made the man, God put the man in the guarding of pleasure. God put the man in a wealthy place. And one thing I want to establish and just keep pounding so that you, you get it in your spirit. Is that what God revealed to us in Genesis chapters 1 and 2. Before the fall of man in chapter 3. Is still the perfect will of God for man. Did you hear me? Let me say that again. What God revealed to us in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2 is the will of God for man and still stands. That has not changed. We see so many things in Genesis chapters 1 and 2. And these things are God's will for man. Like marriage. Marriage is God's will. Come on, I say, amen. amen. It is not good for the man to be alone. I'll make him a helper, suitable. And God caused the man to sleep. And God took a rib, and God formed the woman. And when God brought the woman to the man, the man looked at the woman, and the man said, "Oh my God, <laughs> this is a woman." The moment he saw her, he had a revelation. That this this is a woman because she was taken out of a man. And the Bible says, For this reason shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Therefore, what God, I want to say God, God. what God has joined together, God is the one who instituted marriage. It is not what you have today in society where people have all kinds of distorted view on marriage. Men getting married to men. Women getting married to women. And that is an agenda that is being pushed today. And as much as we are not against people, we must be against the system. God loves people, but God hates the system. Come on now, say Amen. amen. The Bible says, you are in the world, but you are not of the world. Come out from among them and be different, and I will receive you. And you shall be sons and daughters unto me, and I'll be a father to you. Are you listening to me? So, marriage is between a man and a woman. And everyone say amen. Amen. Praise God. The question was asked to Jesus, should a man divorce his wife for any reason and every reason? And Jesus, notice when he answered the question, Jesus answered the question referring to them, referring back to Genesis chapter 1 and 2, before the fall of man. Why? Because after the fall of man, things God distorted. And that's the reason why, if you notice, Jesus did not refer to chapter 3 all the way, but before chapter 3. Because he wanted them to see that this is the will of God for man concerning marriage. Is that true? Something else we see in Genesis chapter 1. God said in verse 26, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, let us make man. So man did not come from monkeys. I said man did not come from monkeys. Man came from God. Come on, somebody shout amen. amen. All this nonsense with the Big Bang Theory. is something that was conjured up in the mind of man. But it's demonic. Because their intention is to take the glory away from God. And they want to say that so Suddenly this explosion took place and when the explosion happened, everything that we see today fell into place. I mean, if you see what's happening in the world today, you understand that the devil is at work. But I've got good news for you. The devil cannot undo the plan of God. Amen. I said the devil cannot undo the plan of God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So did God put Adam in a wealthy place or in a poor place? Question number one, God put Adam in a wealthy place. That has not changed. Is that true? Amen. 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 Number two, did Satan undo the original plan of God for man? What do you think? Do you think Satan could undo God's plan? The Bible says whatever God does shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it. And nothing can be taken from it. God does it that men may fear before Him. Whatever God does. Everyone say whatever. Whatever. You know the Hebrew word for whatever is whatever. (laughs) Whatever God does shall be forever. So Satan could not undo the plan of God for humanity. I have good news for you this morning. Satan cannot undo the plan of God for your life. When God says yes, no one can say no. When God opens the door, no one can shut the door. When God blesses you, no one can curse you. Can someone say amen? amen? So Satan could not undo the plan of God for man. And so if Satan did not undo the plan of God for man, that means the plan of God for man still exists. The first commandment God gave to man was be fruitful. Be what? Fruitful. Be fruitful, multiply, have dominion, replenish the earth. Let me say it again be fruitful, multiply, have dominion, replenish the earth. Now let's say it again be fruitful, be fruitful. Multiply. multiply, have dominion. Replenish the earth. Replenish the earth. Let, let's say it again so that it will sink deep into your spirit. Be fruitful. Be fruitful. Multiply. Multiply. Have dominion. Have dominion. Replenish, the Replenish the earth. This is the first commandment. Amen. The first commandment was not thou shalt not steal. The first commandment was not thou shalt not commit adultery. That happened in Exodus chapter 20. The first commandment was be fruitful multiply have have dominion replenish Replenish the earth so here is my question if the devil did not undo the plan of god for man it means god is still saying to you and i today be is he saying that to you today or was that just for adam No, it's for you also. Be fruitful, multiply, have dominion, replenish the earth. I'm here to tell you that is the will of God for you till Jesus Christ returns. And I want to decree and declare and prophesy over each of you. You will be fruitful. You will multiply. You will have dominion. You will replenish the earth. Can someone shout amen if you believe it? Yes. That is the will of God. So if the devil did not destroy God's purpose and plan for men, that means the plan of God for man still stands. Amen. And God's will is that each of you will be fruitful, Amen. will multiply. Amen. So bring me pros- those that are against prosperity. Sit them here and let us talk about this. Is this the will of God? Did the devil disrupt and destroy God's plan? Oh, you're telling me that a falling angel can disrupt the plan of the Creator? You're telling me that this falling angel could interrupt God? No, absolutely not. He could not and he still cannot. Can someone shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. So the plan of God for man is that man is fruitful. That man would multiply. And I said it last the other day, the first day I started talking about this. That multiplication here does not just mean have a lot of children. That is part of it, but that is not all of it. Amen. God wants you to multiply in every area of life. Amen. In other words, whatever you put your hands to do will prosper. Amen. Whatever you put your hands to do, when God tells you to put your hand to do something, that thing will be fruitful. It will multiply. Amen. Come on now, say Amen. amen. By your gifts and by your ability, you will have dominion. You will take new ground. Come on, say amen. amen. That is the will of God. So don't let anybody lie to you. And a lot of times what people listen to is what affects them. Stop listening to all the naysayers. Stop listening to all those who call themselves preachers, but they are not preaching the word of the living God. A lot of people don't know how to connect material prosperity to what Jesus Christ did for us. Say this with me. I identify identify with the death, death. burial, Burial. resurrection, Resurrection. ascension, Ascension. and and enthronement of Jesus Christ. Now say it one more time like you truly mean it. I identify identify with the death, death, burial, burial, resurrection, resurrection, ascension, ascension, and enthronement 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 of Jesus Christ. Christ. Now you know what that means? That means where Jesus is sitting right now at the right hand of God is where you are sitting at the right hand of God. It's a place of absolute dominion. It's a place of wealth. It's a place of prosperity. It's a place of freedom. You are not sick. You are not broke. You are not cursed. Because you are a part of the body of Christ. And if Jesus is not sick. If Jesus is not broke. If Jesus is not tormented. You cannot be sick. You cannot be broke. You cannot be tormented. Because the Bible says as he is. So are we. Not so we shall be. So are we in this world. In other words, as Jesus is right now, that is exactly how you are. You are blessed. I say you are blessed. Get ready. This week you shall dominate everything that dominated you in the past. Get ready. Get ready. This week will be the best week you have ever known. I stand up here and I declare in the name that's above every other name. That you will have victory in every area of life this week. Every step you take will be by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because them that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And I see sons and daughters of God in this place this morning. And this is going to be an amazing week of glory. An amazing week of impact. An amazing week of prosperity. An amazing week of victory. If that sounds like you, then put your hands together and give Jesus Christ all the glory. Hallelujah. It's an insult to even think that a falling angel would disrupt God's plan. Absolutely impossible. Or you think God did not know what happened would happen? Don't forget this is the spirit that was kicked out of heaven. Lucifer. Kicked out of heaven. When he said, I will ascend to the throne of the Most High. I will be like God. God said, you would not be like me get out of this place and kicked him out of heaven with one third of the angels that he, he deceived. He didn't succeed in heaven. Now, I want to guarantee you he hasn't succeeded on earth. Amen. Yeah, well, Pastor God will. He made Adam sin, absolutely, but don't forget. The first Adam missed it, the last Adam fixed it. That, uh, that, that amen is very weak. Hallelujah. I said the first Adam the first Adam missed it, the last Adam fixed it. Hallelujah. I want to say that again the, the first Adam missed it, the last Adam fixed it. Amen. I said the last Adam fixed it. Amen. Can someone shout Hallelujah, hallelujah. And, and I want to say to you, the last Adam, Jesus Christ did not fix the plan. The plan was never disrupted. The last Adam, Jesus Christ, did not fix the plan. The plan was always the plan. Never changed. God is not a man that he should lie. God is not a son of man that he should change his mind. Whatever God decides to do, no devil in hell can interrupt it. I want you to just know this and settle this in your heart once and for all. The plan of God for your life, I'm talking about your individual life, stands. Whether you accomplish it or not, it stands. No matter what happens, the plan stands. Because the plan came from God. And when something comes from God, it cannot be interrupted. When God says it, that is it. When God opens the door, the door stays open. Oh, Pastor God, will this wicked person in my village shut the door. Give me a break. Nobody can shut the door that God opens. Amen. Oh, Pastor will you don't understand what's happening globally. The nations are misbehaving and they're coming against the plan of God. Listen, nobody can truly come against the plan of God. Amen. You want to come against the plan of God? You try. You try. When you study the Bible, you see men who try to come against the plan of God. God removed them. And get ready, God's going to remove some people. I said, God's going to remove some people. Anybody that tries to stop the plan of God for your life, if they don't repent, they will be removed. I said, if they don't repent, they will be removed. Nobody can stand against the plan of God for your life. The plan of God for your life will definitely come to pass. If you don't cave in, if you don't give up, if you stare in faith, You will see the plan and the purpose of God for your life fulfilled. Can someone shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. Can someone shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, I set before you an open door that no man can shut. Listen to that. I set before you an open door. No man can shut this door. Say this with me. The devil cannot undo the plan of God for my life. You are not confident. Say it like you mean it. The devil cannot undo the plan of God for my life. The plan of God for my life stands. If you believe it, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Question number three. Did God change his mind concerning his plan for man? Absolutely not. You see, when God decides to do a thing, God never changes his mind. He won't. Oh, but Pastor God, will what, what? All the stuff that God told me I'll do, I, I haven't done them. Well, you haven't done them because you haven't done them. Not because God's holding them away from you or holding them back from you. Come on now, say amen. amen. And sometime in the past, I preached a message entitled what was the title of that message but the message was about debunking I am waiting on God you know there is a mentality that people have in the church waiting on God can I tell you something God's waiting on you (laughs) so all this thing people talk about waiting on God it has become a nice religious word a nice religious cliche but in honesty God's waiting on you. God's waiting on you to step out. God's waiting on you. I said God is waiting on you. I'm waiting on God. How long have you been waiting? What God told you was 50 years ago. When is it going to happen? What God told you was five years ago. When is it going to happen? What God told you was 15 years ago. When is it going to happen? Listen, stop waiting on God. God moved already. It's time for you to move. I say, it's time for you to move. And we have a bunch of people here this morning that will move. And I'm here to tell you, yeah, 2022, this is the month of November. But don't forget, God can give you a 24-hour miracle. So don't ever think to yourself, oh, 2022, we are right in the month of November. What's going to happen? Listen, let's just wait until New Year's Eve and we shout Happy New Year. And the man of God will bring us the word for 2023. The word for 2022 will be completed in your life in 2022. And the Lord said to you, you will do big things in 2022. Get ready in the next one and a half months to do big things in 2022. Can someone shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. The the Lord said you will run with precision. You will run with blessings, not not health or skelter. And get ready, you're going to run with blessings. And I'm not just talking about December. I'm talking about today. You run with blessings today. You run with blessings tomorrow. In actual fact, this week, get ready. You're going to run with blessings this week. Get ready to do big things this week. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you believe it, shout your best, "Amen." amen. Hallelujah. Did Jesus, question number four. Did Jesus restore man back to his original place of dominion? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He did. That's why I told you the first man, the first Adam, missed it. The last Adam fixed it. Write that down. (laughs) Don't you ever forget that. The first Adam missed it. The last Adam fixed it. Now, what did the last Adam fix? He did not fix the plan. The plan was never broken. Say to me, the plan, the plan was never broken. So he did not come to fix the plan, he came to fix the man. Because when Adam sinned in Genesis chapter 3, Adam did not lose a religion. Because Adam was not religious. What Adam lost in Genesis chapter 3 when he sinned. Was his position. Oh my goodness. Somebody will get that today. What Adam lost when he sinned. Was his position. Not a religion. The Bible tells us that God came in the cool of the day. And Adam ran. Well when God would come in the cool of the day. Before that day. Adam would not run from God. Adam would run to God. But now he is running from God. And God says, Adam, Adam, where are you? The man lost his position. They did not lose a religion. Adam, Adam, where are you? So now God's looking for Adam. Listen, did God ask the question because God didn't know where Adam was? You see, it was not about God. It was about the man. The man had left his place. That's why God said, Adam, Adam, where are you? I mean, it was not, God wasn't playing hide and seek with Adam. (laughs) Adam, Adam, where are you? Adam, Adam, no, that's not what God was doing. Adam had lost his place. Adam had lost his position. Adam walked out of where God placed him. So Jesus Christ, the last Adam, did not come to fix the plan. God's plan cannot be broken. Jesus Christ came to fix the man. And you might say, okay, if God's plan cannot be broken, why did the man miss it? Well, the man missed it because the man was given one of the greatest gifts that God gives to man. It is called choice. Everyone here sitting here today have got a choice. I said before you, this day, life and death, blessing and cursing, choose. Life, so that you and your children will live. So God wants you to choose, and God gave man choice. God did not create man like a robot. God gave man choice. And someone shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Adam, by choice, decided to step out of the place of victory, out of the place of wealth, Out of the place of dominion, out of the place of prosperity, out of the place of an amazing relationship, a place of glory. He stepped out of that place. And that's why God came and God said, Adam, Adam, where are you? I believe with all of my heart that is a question that God is still asking to the world. Because many out there are still lost. That is why Jesus Christ came. And what he wants us to do as the church is to go out there and ask them, where are you? So that we might bring them back to the place where they lost. Can, can someone say amen? amen? God is still in the business of restoring men back to the plan. Yeah. The plan was not broken. man was broken, but man can be restored. And then when God came there in the, in the cool of the, of the day, Adam walked away. And then God said, where are you? Adam said, I heard your voice and I ran and I hid myself. I ran and I hid myself. Because I am what? (laughs) Naked. Well, no, you were not supposed to be naked. You were clothed in glory. In actual fact, you were so clothed in glory, you didn't even know you were naked. You remember when God made the man and the woman, brought them together? The Bible says the man and his wife were both naked and they were not ashamed. Is that true? There was no shame because they were clothed in the glory of God. Can someone say amen? There was no shame because they were in the presence of God. But the moment they sinned, shame came. Now that's one of the things that came because of sin. The second thing that came because of sin is fear. They were ashamed and they were afraid. Because they've lost their position. And so Jesus Christ, the Son of God, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to restore man back to the place. one said the place. <laughs> the place is a place of wealth. It's a place of freedom. Come on now, somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. And for you that's born again, you have been restored back to the place. Is there anyone here that has been restored back to the place? If that's you, then shout a better yes. Yes. Hallelujah. You've been restored back to the place. The place of wealth. Can someone say amen? Amen. Go with me to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter number 3, and we're going to start reading from verse 17. And to the man he said, Since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree, whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. Notice, God did not curse the man. God did not curse the man. Don't forget the man was created in the image and the likeness of God. God couldn't curse the man. It said the ground is cursed because of you. All your life, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and teasels for you, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow, will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made? For you were made from dust, and to dust you will return. You were made from dust, and you're going to return to the dust. And you and I know that Adam lived for 930 years and died, which was not the plan of God. It was not God's plan that man would die. But because sin corrupts, man has to die. Are you listening to me? Praise God. So we see right here how poverty came to the human race. We see how, how God drove man out of the place of dominion because he allowed sin into his life. The Bible says through one man's sin, death came. And death reigned over all. Is that true? now we have righteousness because jesus christ came and jesus christ destroyed the works of darkness and jesus christ restored you and i back to the place of dominion can someone say amen Amen. now i told you that there are three biblical ways by which god will bring you into your wealthy place i want to say three Three. we looked at wisdom today i want us to look at favor that was a favor In Psalms 5, verse 2, the Bible says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. Now, the place is still there. The place of wealth is still there. And you and I have been restored back to the place of wealth. But I want you to see that there are things you, you do. And there are things God will release upon your life to help you enjoy the place that He has given to you. Can someone shout amen? Amen. And one of the things that God will give to you is His wisdom. Everyone say wisdom. Wisdom. Something else God wants to give to you is favor. Notice Psalms 5 verse 2. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Any righteous person here this morning? (laughs) With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. Get ready because the favor of God surrounds you. Amen. Can someone say, amen? "Amen, get ready this week, you're going to enjoy the favor of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 26. it says, "And the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor with the Lord and men." Notice, the man grew in favor with God and with men. You're going to have favor with God? You're going to have favor with people. Amen. Thank you. Your amen is very loud. I like that. Amen. amen. I'm telling you, the, the message today is prophetic. You, you will have favor with God and you will have favor with men.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Go to Acts chapter 7. Hallelujah. Amen. One of the ways by which God will bring you into this wealth. Into a place where you enjoy the wealth. You are there already, but to see it begin to happen in your life, one of the ways it will be through favor. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 7, we read verses 9 and 10. It says, Isaac then became the father of Jacob, who was the father of our 12 patriarchs. Jacob's sons became jealous of their brother Joseph and sold him to be a slave in Egypt. But God's favor and blessing rested upon Joseph. See, when a man carries the favor of God, you cannot put them down. No matter where they put Joseph, he was always successful. The Bible says here, his brothers hated him and his brothers sold him as a slave. Though he was a slave, the favor of God still worked. The favor of God is not limited by your natural circumstance. It does not matter where you live. If the favor of God is upon your life, the favor will bring you to the top. It's like when you inflate a balloon and you try to push it into a pool. The more you try to push the balloon into a pool, the more it pops out. Why? Because you can't do it. You can't put a man down that carries the favor of God. Amen. They put Joseph in prison. Joseph had favor. Yes. They put Joseph in the house of Potiphar. He had favor. Amen. I'm telling you this morning, the favor of God is upon your life. Amen. And you will see it work. Amen. Can someone shout hallelujah? hallelujah? Don't let what what's happening to people out there affect you. Amen. Because it has no right to affect you. In actual fact, if anything that is not of God tries to get on you, you tell it you are illegal. You are trespassing right now. You have no right to touch my life. You have no right to touch my finance. You have no right to touch my children. Because anything that's not of God does not have the right to come upon you. Can someone shout hallelujah? hallelujah? So wherever they took Joseph to, The man had favor. Why? Because God looked upon Joseph favorably. God looks upon each of you favorably. Oh, people in the back are not responding. I say, God looks upon each of you favorably. And if God looks upon you favorably, then people will definitely look upon you favorably. It is not possible. It is not possible to do wrong to a man that God has favored. Amen. Because every time you try to do them wrong, the wrong will turn out for their good. Amen. In other words, what the enemy meant for evil, God will turn in for good. Amen. In, actual, in other words, what the enemy meant for evil will become a stepping stone for you to go to the new level amen. that God has for you. Amen. Can someone shout hallelujah? hallelujah? The devil wants to take you out? Well, that will be your testimony. Because the devil cannot take you out. Amen. Can someone shout amen? amen? Favor will work for you. Amen. Get ready. I say get ready. Amen. I say get ready. Amen. When you step out of this place after this service, expect something good to happen to you. Amen. Your faith is being stirred up right now. Amen. You're going to see favor this, this week. Amen. Today, tomorrow, Amen. Tuesday, Amen. Wednesday, Amen. Thursday, Amen. Friday, Amen. Saturday. Amen. And when I see you on Sunday, I'll see a big smile on your face. Amen. And there's, there's going to be a new song on your lips. Because of the goodness of God. And my Bible says the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Amen. Can someone say amen? amen? The Lord is good. Amen. And a good God will only do good things. Amen. God will not put sickness on you to teach you a lesson. Amen. God will not put poverty on you to teach you a lesson. Amen. Because a good God cannot give you something bad. Amen. The Bible says in James 1, 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of light with whom there is no variation, neither shadow of turning. This God is good. I said, this God is good. And this God is going to favor you. If you receive it, it's going to work for you. I said, this God is good. And this God is going to favor you. Get ready to experience favor this week. If you receive it, then shout your best. "Hallelujah." Hallelujah. But God's favor and blessing rested upon Joseph. And the Bible says in verse 10, God rescued him from all his oppression and granted him, listen to the next phrase, extraordinary favor. I like that. Extraordinary favor. God granted him extraordinary favor before Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh appointed him as the overseer of his nation and even of his own palace. Now, listen to this. You might, you might want to write these things down. Favor is God giving someone sleepless nights until they help you. They'll go to bed. They can't sleep until they help you. Favor is God giving someone sleepless nights until they help you. That's favor. They'll be tossing and turning in bed. Because God put you on them. God put you on their mind. Amen. I told the story of the man who called me and said, Pastor Godwell, you crossed my mind. I know you've heard it before, but hear it again. <laughs> Pastor Godwell, you crossed my mind. Uh, uh, where are you? I'd like to see you. Can you please come to my office? I said, okay, I'm coming. And when I get calls like that, I know something good is in the pipeline. <laughs> you crossed my mind. So, and so I went to his office, accounted wad of U.S. dollars, put it in my hands because I crossed his mind. About three days later, he called me again. He asked me, actually, he texted me three days later and said, Do you have this uh, bank's account? This, are you, do you have an account with this bank? I said, Yes, I do. Can you send me your EBAN number? I did. I sent him my EBAN number. He sent me some thousands again. Just because I crossed his mind. <laughs> you know what? So I decided. With people like that, I don't want to cross. I want to stay. Lord, don't let me cross their minds. Keep me there. Keep me, keep me, keep me on the minds of people like that. You know that's called favor. When someone just look at you and love you, and want to help you, that's favor. When someone goes to bed, they can't sleep because they're thinking about you. That's favor. Because God will give some people sleepless night about your case. Amen. I truly believe that there are destiny helpers. Yes. There are people that God will bring into your life. Yes. And there may, be, there may be people that don't even want to have anything to do with you. Yes. But it doesn't matter. Because when God commands a blessing, yes. nobody can stop it. Yes. Get ready because God is commanding a blessing towards you. Yes. Get ready because God is going to put you on people's minds. You're not going to cross. Yes. You will stay on their minds. Yes. It's called a favor of God. Are you ready for that? Yes. If you're ready, then shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Favor is when your application is treated specially by someone who does not know you. <laughs> your, your application Faraja. Can you tell that testimony again? Come up. Come tell that testimony again. Failure is someone looking at your application and treating it differently from everyone else. They don't know you, they've not seen you, but when they see your application, the floodlight of heaven is on your application. Amen. And God will have them gaze into your application and they don't know how to get, get their minds off of it. Amen. Even when they go home and try to sleep, your application is still on their mind. In actual fact, this happened to me, this was in... Uh, 2012, I was preaching in a church in Hamburg, Germany, and it was a Tuesday morning. I preached on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I began to lay hands on people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. People were falling out under the power of God. Here is a woman from Ghana. She came and stood up there. I put my hand on her, and as I began to pray, she began to cry. Tears actually began to run down her cheeks. And I asked her, I said, What is happening to you? Her eyes were wide open, and, and she said to me, Listen to what she said to me. She said, I see the Holy Ghost, and He's beckoning on me to come closer. She saw the Holy Ghost. Well, the Lord opened her eyes in the Spirit, and she saw the Holy Spirit. Anyways, we finished the service. It was the morning service. We went back home. I went back with the pastor. I was staying with the pastor in his home. And uh, the pastor came back and said, oh, Pastor Godwell, you see that lady? This was the next day. The lady you prayed for, the one who was crying? I said, yes. He said, uh, the lady applied for her paperwork to be done. The application has been done for I don't know how long. But after that service, the favor of God came upon her application. And she got a call from the authorities in Germany. See, when God's favor is upon you, your file will be pulled out from the bottom and placed on top. That's what favor will do. Now, let's, you want to clap for the Lord? Let's do it. <laughs> Give the Lord the glory. Now, Karaja, what happened? Tell us one minute, two minutes. Hit the nail on the head.
1: Actually, I, my documents, I had my student certificate was not active. It was passive. And for that, they said I cannot get my residence permit granted until it's active. By, but by the time it's active, then my visa will be already expired. So I will have to go home. And actually, that's what happened. I applied. Uh, they, after a time, I went back, and they told me that uh, your application is cancelled. So you have, and go your visa back to your is cancelled, is over. So you have to go back to your country. And from that time, this is what I used to pray: that God, I've heard about favour, but now it's my turn. <laughs> I must see it come to pass. Whoever will touch my document, even if they threw them in the dustbin. They will go and take them back and grant me to to be here to 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 the residence permit. And God did it. And another big thing is that I applied for one year, I got three years. And That's absolutely the favor of God. And just as Pastor is saying that the favor will will will, will, will take someone to To treat your documents differently, special. I know someone, God was capturing someone and making him do or grant me the residence permit by the favor of God.
0: Amen. Amen. That's it. So it's a favor of God. It's a favor of God. You should go back to your country. Get a new visa. Come back because we cannot give you your residence permit. Your document is not in shape. Your application is not in shape. That's what they told her. But she said no. In actual fact, they gave her how many days to leave the country? Ten days. You've got only ten days to leave the country. She said, well, Pastor God was said, no fear. No fear. That's what I said. I was preaching a message here, and I said no fear. Listen, no matter what the devil tries to throw you away, tell somebody no fear. No fear. Because fear is the way. Listen, it's the door. The moment the devil sees that you're afraid, then he gains access. Tell somebody else, no fear. fear. So she said, Pastor God will say, no fear. Listen, God is in in control of your case. Amen. 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 And God will make sure that you are favored. Come on now, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. And so she was here. She stayed for more than 10 days. She decided to go back to see the officer. And she got there. I don't know the officer she met, but when she got there, she said, I've come to appeal. Officer said, why do you want to appeal? Because I applied, but you guys would not grant me my residence permit. Officer looked in his computer and said, well, you don't need to appeal. Your permit has been released. You're not clapping because you are jealous. You don't need to appeal. Your, your permit has been released. But watch this now. She applied for one year. They gave her three years. Here's my question. Who paid for the two years? Because if you apply for a year, you pay for a year. But instead of giving her one year, they gave her three. That's what the favor of God will do for you. Come on, get ready for favor. I say get ready to see the favor, get ready to see the favor of God in whatever you do. Can someone shout hallelujah? hallelujah? Favor is God causing someone who do not care about your existence to help you. Hallelujah. So, he, listen, let's look, at, let's look at Joseph's story just a little bit. So, here is Joseph. He's in prison. Right? Now, Pharaoh the king of Egypt, the greatest nation at the time. He goes to bed and he has a dream. Now, in actual fact, he had two dreams that meant one thing. Now, Pharaoh calls the magicians of Egypt, the wise men of Egypt, and he wants them to interpret the dream. Now, don't forget, the magicians and the wise men of Egypt must have been interpreting his dreams in the past. Is that correct? But this particular dream, Came from the Almighty God. And this particular dream could only be interpreted by one person. In all the land of Egypt, nobody could gain access to the realm of the Spirit to interpret the dream. The dream was designed for Joseph to interpret. Why? Because God wanted Joseph in relationship with Pharaoh. There are people in high places. That God is going to bring you into relationship with. Oh, but Pastor God, well, you don't know where I came from. It's not about where you came from. It's what I, it's about where you're going to. Amen. Oh, but Pastor God, will I? No, no. Stop, stop talking nonsense. God's going to bring you into relationship with movers and shakers. Amen. The dream that Pharaoh had could not be interpreted by any living being. God sent it. So that Joseph alone would interpret it. Now why do you think God sent it to Pharaoh? Why didn't God send it to one of his ministers? Because God wanted to send it it to the top guy in the nation. Because when the top guy in the nation says a thing, everyone obeys. The Bible says where the word of a king is, there is power. So now Pharaoh is in despair. Pharaoh is perplexed. He doesn't know what to do. His magicians cannot tell him the meaning of his dream. And so one of his guys, actually the, the, the butler, who was in prison with Joseph two years ago, said, Oh my goodness, I remember what happened when you put me in prison. In prison, there was a Hebrew. And this guy told I and the baker the meaning of our dreams. I'm sure this guy will be able to help you, old king. And the king said, bring him here. And when the king says, bring him here, you better bring him here. And so they went down to prison. It does not matter who imprisoned Joseph. The king have spoken. Think about it. If it was somebody below Potiphar that had the dream, would he have been able to say, bring Joseph out? No. No. When Pharaoh said, bring him out, you need to bring him out. And so they went down to prison and they must have taken Joseph to the best barber in Egypt. Because the guy had to be shaved very well. They must have taken Joseph to the best store and clothed him well. Because you're coming before the king. Can someone say amen? Amen. And so when Joseph walked into the king's presence, the king said, this is the dream I had. And Joseph said, this is the meaning of both dreams. And Joseph said, because this has been established in the realm of the spirit by God, it must definitely come to pass. That is the reason why Pharaoh saw it two times. And then Joseph said to Pharaoh, now nah, I want to advise that you find a man and place him over Egypt. Let him take care of business. Pharaoh looked at Joseph and said, who is wiser than you? Who is wiser? Now, don't forget, this guy was a foreigner. I'm talking to some foreigners here, maybe. Yeah. This guy was a foreigner. He was not an Egyptian. Yeah. Don't tell me, Pastor. All the odds are against me. Mm. Pastor, you don't understand. Mm. They won't accept me. No, when God opens the door, when favor is on you, (laughs) amen, you will be be accepted. Pharaoh said, Pharaoh said, who is wiser than you? Now listen to what's going to happen. By your word, shall Egypt lift his hand. Mm. Joseph, listen. You're going to ride on my second horse, on my second chariot. And listen, you have authority like Pharaoh. Just only one place where I'm above you, and that's the throne. But apart from that, you have the same authority as Pharaoh. I'm here to say to you that God is about to bring you into relationships. And sometimes, sometimes, let me say this, sometimes it is not relationships. Sometimes it is just one person. God is about to bring you with, into somebody, into somebody's life that will favor you. Uh, uh, sometimes you just need a person to open the door. Yeah. If you know what I mean by that. Yeah. In Isaiah 45, God says, Thus says the Lord to His anointed to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations before him. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I'll break in pieces the gates of brass. I will cut in sand at the bars of iron. I'll give unto you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. God says, I will loose to you the loins of kings. To open unto you the two-leaved gates and the gates will not be shut. Get get ready. Get ready because God's about to introduce you to some people. God's about to bring some people into your life. Can someone shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. And when God brings you into these people's lives, there's going to be an acceleration. Amen. 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 The things that you've been trying to do in the last five years, you will do in five months. Amen. Can someone shout amen if you believe it? This, this, is the way, listen, this is the way God works. So now Joseph is in the palace of Pharaoh. Joseph is over the land of Egypt. And he was riding on Pharaoh's. Second chariot. He became the prime minister. What is it that favor can do for you? Favor will take you to the top. Yes. Favor will give you relationships yes. that you 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 cannot make happen. Yes. Favor will do for you what money cannot. Yes. Favor will bring you into places money cannot bring you into. Yes. Can someone shout hallelujah? hallelujah? Now lift up your two hands to the Lord and say this with me: I believe. I believe. The favor, of God the favor of God is upon my life. Is upon my life. This week, this week I, will enjoy I will enjoy the favor of, the God. Favor of God. It, works for, it me. works for me. I will see it I will see manifest, it manifest, manifest in, every in every area of my life. Of my life. New, relationships new relationships will be formed, will be formed by, the favor of God. by the favor of God. And I see myself, and I see myself going to new levels. In every area of life. Area. I, believe it, I believe it. And I receive it. And I, and it. I give God, I give God all, the all the glory. Now clap your hands and give yeah. God all the glory today. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Favor. Yes. Favor. Yes. Favor. Amen. Favor. Amen. Favor. Amen. Favor. Amen. Favor. Amen. You walk into a place, they're going to roll out a red carpet before yes. you. That's favor. Amen. That's favor. Amen. And I want to say this. I almost didn't want to say it. I wrote it down in my note and I removed it. But let me say, favor is God giving you opportunity into a place you do, you do not qualify for. Amen. Amen. So, well, pastor, I pastor, I, I do not qualify for the job. Yeah, it's a favor of God. Amen. The favor of God. But how would God, why would God do that? God will give me a job I don't qualify for. Do you want it? Do you desire, do you desire to be there? Yes. Then the favor of God will open the door. Yes. Amen. Yes. Now, now let me bring a, bring a balance to that. When God's favor brings you into a place you don't, you don't qualify for, and God brings you into that office, you now need to work and improve yourself Amen. in that place. Amen. Do you understand that? Amen. Now, hope you know Joseph never led a country before. In actual fact, he was a boy in his father's house. He was sold as a slave at the age of 17. So what experience, really, what experience did the boy have? And then he goes into the house of Potiphar as a slave. slave. So Potiphar turned over the entire house to Joseph. In actual fact, the Bible says Potiphar did not even know anything about his his business. He handed everything over to Joseph. The boy was 17. But it was the favor of God. Amen. Because Potiphar saw the hand of God upon the young man's life. And everything he touched prospered. Amen. Everything you touch by the favor of God will prosper. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. This is good. Everything you touch by the favor of God will prosper. Everything. Amen. Everything. Get ready. People are going to start turning over their businesses to you. Amen. Oh, that amen is very weak. See, I'm just a believer of the Bible. I, I mean, I'm, I just preach it like it is. I preach it like it is. Because the man turned over his entire business to Joseph. So why not? Why not have it? Why not have some people turn over their estate to you? Amen. Say, hey, come, I want you to run the whole thing. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You'll be employed to work a job. Before you know it, you're on top. Amen. And you're running the whole industry. Pastor, is it possible? Oh, yes. I'm a believer of the Bible. We are called believers, not not unbelievers. Do I have believers in this place this morning? Good, good, good. So I believe Joseph had to learn on the job. You know that, right? When he was the head over Potiphar's house, he had to learn on the job. He had never done anything like that. Right? And then he became a prisoner. In prison, the Bible says that the guy gave everything over to, the prison warden gave everything over to Joseph. So he had to learn how to tell prisoners what to do. He had to learn on the job. So from Potiphar's house, to prison, to palace. Now in the palace, it's not just looking after the palace, it's looking after the whole nation. And that's another level. That's a level Joseph had never been to. So he had to learn on the job. Can someone shout hallelujah? hallelujah. So get ready. Increase is on you. Amen. Favor. Expect it. Expect it. Live in an expectation. Amen. It's on you. Amen. I bless you. Amen. I say I bless you. Amen. I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I bless you in the name above every name. I bless you in the name of the Son of the living God. I declare over your life the anointing will work. The favor of God is resting upon you. And places you've gone to where you've been refused. Because of the favor of God, you will be accepted. People shall bend over backwards to help you, to bless you. People will go out of their way to help you, to bless you. I speak favor over your document. I speak favor over your application. I speak favor over your business. I speak favor over your home. I speak favor over your children. I speak favor over your your finance. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are blessed and you are highly favored. Give God some praise if you receive it. (laughs) Hallelujah. You're not clapping well this morning. Give God praise if you receive it. Give God glory. Favor, 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 favor. favor. Hallelujah. You step out, favor. You step back home, favor. You go into your office, favor. You're walking on the street, favor. Favor. My God, don't be surprised from today. People are just going to be looking at you. Amen. You'll be wondering, why, why is he looking at me like that? They're looking at you with their eyes of favor. They're looking at you because God is stirring something in the, on the inside of them. And they're thinking, what, what, what must I do? In actual fact, I want to do something for this person. So don't be, don't be shocked when you see people begin to look at you like, I, I want to do something for you. Uh, I want to do something for you. Amen. I, I want to I help you. Amen. Uh, I want to take your business to the next level. Amen. Oh, but uh, uh, how much is it going to cost? It, it's, it's $5 million. Uh, I, I don't... No, no, don't worry about the money. I'll take care of it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, somebody didn't receive Somebody didn't get that. Amen. It's $5 million. US, but no, don't worry. Relax. Relax. Amen. I got you. Amen. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Amen. Don't worry. I got you. Yes. You see, when favor is working in your life, you don't struggle. Yeah. You don't struggle. Yeah. All this, relax. Yeah. Favor is at work. Amen. You, you tell your neighbor, I'll never struggle again. Never, struggle again. Never. Amen. never. 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 never, never. Never. Favor. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you favored? Are you favored? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.